What's up, guys? Thanks for coming back to Lockdown Universe. Just wanted to let you guys know that Anchor now is allowing you to become part of the Lockdown Universe experience by uh, part becoming part of the subscription. We're only charging $1.99 currently, and we want you to be part of the experience. We're going to offer unheard of whistleblower testimony, as well as government insider information, as well as folks who have undergone hypnotic regression and told us their story. So please tune into that. If you are interested for deeper cuts and deeper information, please consider being part of the subscription. It's only $1.99 and it's definitely worth it. So join in. Let's get to the show. What up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO, legend, and lore. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Now, <clears throat> tonight I have a really, really interesting story. Uh, this story combines multiple different races of ETs on the same ship during an abduction. This abduction uh, comes to us from Aliens Revealed, and uh, it's an article that uh, talks about a man and a woman from uh, Nebraska, I believe. Here, we'll pull it up here. It's Chris Jenkins and his wife <clears throat> from Omaha, Nebraska. And the abduction happened in 2007. So they both worked at an AT&T call center. And they came home and were getting ready to go to bed. When all of a sudden, a few grays materialized through his wall and they abduct him. Now, what's really fascinating about the fact that they walked through his wall was the fact that he was not on the ground level, but they walked through a wall where if you were to walk through that wall, on the other side of it would be five stories falling to your death. There was nothing out there. He lived in an apartment building on the fifth floor. So they abducted him, and he woke up several times during the abduction um, on the way to the ship. So what they did is they abducted him, brought him to this ship in the middle of a forest and his wife, and they single filed, walked up towards this glowing orb. And he couldn't quite see it. Um, it was glowing and it was undulating and he was able to get into the craft and then he blacked out. But while these greys were trying to abduct him, he was able to talk to them audibly and they would respond telepathically and he asked them he said how are you guys able to do this and the greys responded telepathically how do we do what and uh jenkins replied how are you guys able to knock us unconscious uh, or no to walk through walls i apologize how are you able to walk through walls and they stated that we're able to utilize our our technology to uh separate the atoms <clears throat> so that there's space in between the atoms and we're able to walk through the walls. Super, super fascinating, right? I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Um, we get verified information of how they're actually able to do this. So they actually state that they're able to increase the distance between the electrons and the nucleus of the atom. And this allows us to pass through solid objects. And then he blacked out. But what becomes, what comes up next is far more interesting. Right. <clears throat> so what happens next is they go into that single file line. They go up into the ship. He blacks out. 
Next thing he remembers, he's in a room with a gray, and he's got his hand in the gray's hand, and the gray is holding his hand. So he won't freak out, apparently. So he starts to freak out. The gray calms him down instantly, says to be calm. He instantly becomes calm. They have this, this telepathic methodology of relaxing abductees when they get abducted so that they're calm. So we don't freak out. Um, and so whether that's technology, whether they're, they're manipulating brainwaves, who knows, but they're able to do it. So when he looked down at the gray's hand, he was able to see that the gray had three fingers and one thumb. So that's one difference between humans and the grays. Um, he noticed that they were standard gray, about three and a half feet tall. But while he was there waiting, all of a sudden came another gray running up to the table where he was sitting. And behind him came into the room a very tall, large, white alien. Now this alien looked very similar to humans, but he was very tall. Uh, you know, Jenkins couldn't put an estimate on him. He said he was very tall, and Jenkins is 6'2", and he said he was much taller than him. So we're get, we got to think he's this guy's at least 8, 9 feet tall, right? Maybe even higher. Um, so this guy walks into the room. He walks in with a commanding presence. He looks at Jenkins. Jenkins replies that he's, he appears like he's looking right through him, that he's looking into his soul and looking right through him in an almost disappointed fashion. He states that this tall white looks, has an entire white, pale, pale white face, pale white uh, clothing, and pale white hair. And he looks at Jenkins like he's almost inferior. That's the feeling that this tall white was giving off. That um, <laughs> Jenkins said it was like looking at your great-great-great-grandfather and them looking back at you and kind of being a little bit disappointed in kind of where you turned out and what they turned out um, of their genetic line. <clears throat> so he didn't say that they were genetically connected, but um, that was the feeling that he got. So this... Uh, Tall White also had scaled armor on him, almost as if he were cloaked in a uh, a knight's outfit, you know, from the, the medieval times. Um, so the room that Jenkins was in was made of stone and metal, which is interesting because most other abductions, they're only metal rooms. This had stone and metal. Um, the Tall White also had uh, blue eyes. So that's really interesting. Um, he also had steam coming from the back of his neck. He had some sort of device around the back of his neck, and he stated that, Jenkins stated that there was some sort of steam coming from the back of his neck. And he walked out. So now Jenkins is in the room with the two grays, the one gray leaves, and he walks out with the other gray. Now this is where it gets even more interesting. You think on this ship there would only be gray aliens and the tall whites. However... They went outside, walked into the hallway, took a right. Guess who they run into? A six-foot-tall praying mantis. Now, this mantis looked just like a mantis, had forearms, had the forearms that were, that were curled forward, right? Just like a praying mantis. The praying mantis comes up to him. Jenkins begins to freak out. The gray is holding his hand and tells him to be calm, that the praying mantis only wants to meet him. Praying Mantis comes forward, puts out his arm as if he wants to shake Jenkins' hand. Jenkins abides. He shakes the Praying Mantis' hand. 
when he touches the praying mantis, a flood of knowledge comes into his mind about their entire society, how they exist, how they interact, how they communicate. He states that he, he gets visions of thousands of them crawling all over each other with clicks, multiple clicks, thousands of clicks. And then he begins to feel three clicks in his body, in his feet and in his knees and in his back. Strong clicks that are physical. He states that this is the way that they communicate. They communicate through touch. That they're touching each other. When they touch each other, they communicate this electronic signal through each other. And then he begins to see more visions. He sees thousands of tunnels and millions of these uh, praying mantis-like beings. And then he, he zooms out a little bit farther and sees this planet, very, a, very, uh, a planet made of many ridges on its surface, and also ice. He sees lots of ice. So he continues to talk to the praying mantis. Praying mantis continues to give him some understanding about how, how they communicate um, and that uh, they're there to, to learn about humans. And then he blacked out again. And then he's returned home with his wife and wakes up 13 hours later at 7 a.m. as though nothing has happened. So, his wife communicates with him, but she doesn't remember anything. So we have Jenkins who remembers everything. A lot of, a lot of information. But yet, his wife remembers nothing. Fascinating. So he continues to state that they continue to contact him. They continue to discuss certain things and, and encourage him to read certain books. Um, some, some are the Bible, some are other, you know, religious texts. Um, but that they continue to connect with him. He has yet to have another abduction experience where he can remember being abducted only this particular abduction so he but he but he did, does continue to receive connections with these folks so what's the takeaway here from this story well it's kind of mind-blowing we have some very very interesting information in this one one we have what we've kind of known all along is that there's different species working together. Who and what was the tall white? Could it have been a reptilian pretending he was a humanoid just to not freak out Jenkins? Could it have actually been a tall white? Most tall whites seem to have a benevolent feeling about them. They never usually give off any negativity. This case, the tall white gave off like a negative feeling of disapproval. Seems as though it could be a reptilian, as we know that many mantis beings work with reptilians. Now, what's really fascinating is, in this case, this is one of the only cases of abduction where the mantis actually touched a human and asked to touch, to reach out and to, to shake hands with, with this individual. And Jenkins actually said it felt like plastic when he touched this being. Um, but that this, the praying mantis actually communicated how their species has evolved, how their species exists, and, 
and works together and how they communicate. Um, and they communicate through touch, which is really fascinating because um, a lot of times these mantis beings, you know, have, have been thought of as being telepathic. Um, I wonder if they can only communicate via touch. That would be really fascinating. I don't know. But um, that's how they did it here. And almost every other alien communicates via telepathy. So it's really fascinating. I don't know enough about the insect world and how, how they communicate. Um, I know there's a lot of hive mind uh, insect uh, insects on the planet Earth, you know, especially bees and ants and those kind of things. Um, so I'm not... I'm not familiar with praying mantises and how they communicate, but uh, we know that the female rips off the head after they're done uh, procreating, so there's that um, a lot of times anyway. So we learned that there's, there's millions of these beings on another planet, that there's thousands of tunnels that they exist in, that they crawl all over each other in their society. Um, that they communicate via touch, that they exist on an ice and very rigid, ridge, ridged planet. There's lots of ridges in the planet that Jenkins saw, and that they communicate via touch. So, and they can send visions, right, through touch. I mean, that's fascinating. We can't do that. We can't shake hands and communicate visions that we that I'm aware of. I mean, I can't do that, and I, I don't know anybody that can. Maybe there's some, some of these high-tech remote viewers and, you know, highly capable, you know, psychics that can do that but um i don't know as if very many humans are at that point yet so we're learning more and more about how the mantis species can communicate we're learning more and more that they do seem to take on a leadership role um who was the leader on this ship was it the tall white whatever it was was it the leader because it had a disapproving opinion of poor jenkins He's just a customer service rep. He's not a, you know, he's not the president. He's not a, he's not a military man. He's not, you know, Albert Einstein. He's, he's a, he's a guy that works at AT&T, right? Um, so, you know, kind of an average guy, you know, and you can see the interview too, just kind of an average guy. Um, yet they abducted him, they talked to him and they transferred a lot of information about themselves to him. So, it's, it's really interesting, very, very fascinating to me uh, who they pick and why they pick pick them. I mean, it's not like he had any special capability that I'm aware of, but you know what? He might have had something in his bloodline. He might have had something that they, that they needed. I mean, out of all the people in the world, why would they abduct Jenkins? You know, when, he, when, he's, when he's talking, you know, he just seems like an average guy. It's got to be something maybe in his bloodline or maybe something in the future that they know about, something that they need, right? If you're going to go on a mission, a military mission, you're going to take someone, there's a reason. He must have had something special. And the Mantis wanted to meet him. Could this guy eventually become some sort of leader? Could this guy, Jenkins, eventually become some sort of uh, important figure for humanity? Or maybe his offspring become some important figure of humanity or are they using his you know dna to create an offspring that they're going to use it's really fascinating there's a lot packed into this podcast and a lot packed into this story uh, and i know i keep these podcasts relatively short but um 
I like to keep them short. I like to keep them so that you guys have time to think about it, time to digest it, and time to move on. And I don't like to spend too much time, you know, thinking about it. I pose a few questions for you guys to think about and kind of leave it at that. And I just give you guys the facts. So what do you think about this story? I think it's really fascinating. Uh, really, really fascinating. More more than a lot of these other podcasts. Not that the other ones are bad, but um, we're ge- we got a lot of information on the praying mantis um, species. And then we got some information about like the tall white and the differences between this tall white and many other tall whites that seem to be benevolent, kind, loving, caring, seem to be protectors. Um, and that is the information that Jenkins also received on this on this abduction. He stated in the interview that the tall whites were the protectors of Earth and that the uh, grays were the communicators. Let me pull it up. They're watchers. So the grays are the watchers and the whites were the protectors. So that is consistent with what we've heard in the past. Maybe it was just this one white that had kind of this disapproval towards Jenkins. Um, but obviously they picked him for a reason. So there it is. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope you're enjoying your evening and your weekend. I hope you're taking care of your physical, spiritual, emotional health, following through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. Do some meditation. Do some walking. Do something that's going to be good for yourself. Check out you know, those apps that are relaxing and calming. Check out the Calm app. I'm not, I'm not getting paid by them, but I love that app. It's just so relaxing to me. Uh, or look up some relaxing meditational YouTube videos. Lots of stuff out there to bring you into a more symbiotic state with where you need to be a calming state, relaxed state. That's going to help you with um, staying in this mentality of reaching a higher ascension where we need to be of love, peace, and kindness. So anyway, until next time, guys, take care of yourselves. Continue to question the universe out there. And Lockdown Universe is out.